Hello, hello. We are live here. We're talking about her overcoming being overweight. Welcome to the Overcomers Club. This is a show where me and my mom, and we bring in other guests, where we share our stories and just talk about the different licenses that we have um, had to do with. You know, we've been through, we've all been through a lot of things. Like, <laughs> that's no kidding, people. But when I tell you that it is, I'm just so excited to be able to talk about this topic. I mean, so many of us, we know what it's like. Not all of us are born with an excellent figure. A lot of us, you know, we struggled. Like, a lot of us, we had a hard, hard, hard time just trying to really get ourselves going, get ourselves off the ground. And so um, my mom, she'll be joining us as well as our special guest, Lisa DeMoss, and we're going to be really chopping it up. We know that it's holiday season, uh, Thanksgiving, Chris, all these different holidays around the corner. And so that being said, we don't want to um, ignore the fact that this is definitely the season where a lot of us lose our our beach bodies if we ever had one. <laughs> you know, we, we really overindulge, but... There's, I really think that there's so much more to it, and it's not just, you know, what we might think as, as simply being, oh, we're just trying to have a good meal. No, it's it's a lot of, you know, motion behind when you don't get overweight. Like everybody that has been overweight, they'll tell you it's such a struggle, and nobody, almost no one I know that's became overweight. It really <laughs> was their, that was not really their choice, right? Like, it was very much um, an effect, a cause of something else. So, I want to go ahead and welcome to the stage. Uh, basically, this is how we're going to do it. I'm bringing my mom up. Thanks so much, Lisa, for coming. Uh, she's going to introduce herself, and then we're going to throw the mic back to Lisa, and we're just going to keep doing a swap. So, without further ado, I'm welcoming to the stage my mom, Kathy Art Peters. She is... Um, the best mom, just saying. <laughs> Maya. Thanks, Maya. Thank you. Welcome, mom. Glad to be here this evening with you. Look, me too. So, look, and, and we just got to talk. We talk about food. We don't wait. I just got to eating that Thanksgiving pizza. I'm full. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it sounded good and it looked good too. Yes, it was so good, but you know, I I know when we were coming up with the idea of doing this, we started talking about this topic, and we were just thinking about, wow, you know, that's something that a lot of us struggle with that I don't hear a lot of us talking about, like overcoming being overweight. So, um, what do you think? You know, did you want to go ahead and allow Lisa come up, and then we just ask her questions? We could all three give our different experiences. What order did you want to go? Uh, well, um, I was just going to start off with a couple of ideals on, as you said at the beginning, why we're even doing this topic. Um, we definitely want to embrace, as you said, um, it's it's many times more than just the food. Um, right. It's much more, and I and I think that's the benefit of us doing this talk this evening is to highlight. Um, and I, I know from my experiences when I have been overweight, it was definitely an emotional connection. There was definitely something else going on um, that made it more where food was my uh, 
my choice um, as far as trying to deal with some things. It wasn't necessarily the best choice, um, and I didn't necessarily have the best balance. So I, I think this is a good topic, and like you said, with the holidays coming up, um, just for hopefully all of us to have a good frame of mind, not only for the holidays, but throughout the rest of the year. So um, I am very glad that Lisa is joining us as well. So I would say to go ahead, um, because we have a guest and we love having guests, um, to go ahead and bring Lisa up. And Lisa, thank you so much for joining us this evening. And we look forward to what you have to share on this topic. Awesome. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, and then we, we can definitely just dive in. I'm, I'm definitely going to bring I'm gonna bring Lisa to the stage. So we're going to see if the swap is getting better. Normally it kicks people out. So so you got the link, Mom, for this. No problem. Yes, no problem at all. All right, let's let's do a little swap. Well, welcome to the stage, Lisa DeMoss. And we're talking about how to o- overcome a being overweight because it's, man, it's a drag. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? It's great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. You know, it's funny. I did the swap and I can't see anyone's picture. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but we're going <laughs> to just chop it up to that. You know, it's one of the wisdom glitches, but we'll, we'll, we'll rock with it. So thanks so much for coming and agreeing to be a guest here on this topic. Talk about overcoming being overweight. So I wanted to start off just asking you, like, what, what is your experience? Like, when was the first time you experienced being overweight? And, and can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so when I grew up, I was advertised like all the other kids. And so I never had a weight issue until I hit like in my 20s. I think um, my 20s was a very difficult time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be honest, I thought I was cute being overweight. I mean, because I was plus size, but I wasn't huge. Right. You know? And um, as it goes in the black community, uh, many people feel if you have a little extra in the butt or, you know, you got big hips, then you look good. Right. 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 So I was OK with that. I embrace it. I feel like now I'm grown. I'm a woman so I can show that I'm a woman now. Mm-hmm. So fast forward. You know, um, at that time I was confident. I was okay uh, with my weight, but I got married when I was like 25. And of course, when you get married, you're comfortable. (laughs) You're not, you know, running as much as you used to, especially when you're newlyweds. You want to be with your spouse. You know, you're getting to know each other. You kind of hibernate a little more. You know. I could see at that first few years, I was gaining a little bit here and there, but it wasn't really that bad. Right. But when I started having miscarriages, mm-hmm. that's when the, the problems came. And like your mom was saying, which is so key for people to understand, when a person is overweight, a lot of times there's a lot of reasons behind it. It's yep. not simply because they like food. Yeah, that's a part of it, and it could be part of it. But they turn the food just like a drug addict turns to a drug because that's what it becomes. It becomes a source of comfort to get you out of your space. And I've talked about it before on this app where I had a time period because I had multiple miscarriages, multiple. Wow. And when you have miscarriages, unlike 
having a child that you've raised to a certain degree and lose a child, people can resonate with that because they know the child. So they can grieve with you and they feel for you. When you have a miscarriage because nobody saw the baby, it's kind of like, well, you'll be okay. Just have another baby. Wow. Just try again. Wow, that's and people don't really think about the words they say when you're going through that. And so I know for myself, it started being very difficult to deal with because I felt like I had nowhere to, to turn. Everybody was saying the same thing. Everybody, everybody, even people in my congregation. Because when you haven't experienced that, you don't know how painful it can be. And then because it was the fact of it was that I had multiple so back to back to back you know my last one um i talk about having a child and she lived three hours mm -hmm. that's when i was at my highest weight i ended up ballooning up to 310 pounds wow that was my highest weight and i'm not gonna lie i still thought i was cute okay i did <laughs> <laughs> i really did because i love i love to dress i love to dress up I would buy my clothes. Of course, everybody who's ever been plus size or who is plus size, you know the clothes are a lot more expensive. One outfit is over $100, you know, period. Wow. I don't care where you shop. And then because you're heavy, the clothes are not as made. They're not made as well. So you don't mm -hmm. keep your clothes as long. So I got into that space where I started feeling embarrassed about my weight. And then feeling even worse and just keep eating because I'm sad, I'm embarrassed, I'm hurting over the miscarriage, the loss of my baby. And it got out of control, really. It got out of control. Wow. So fast forward. Uh, well, I don't know if you want me to tell the whole little story. But you can. <laughs> how I overcame it. Okay. So just fast forward, you know, um, I, I told a little bit about my story and I'll go into that another time about when I lost my child, it was almost nine years later and I was I had the privilege to ad adopt, you know, I, I got a blessing and she was basically given to me because I did not know she was gonna come into my life. So I know that that was really because of my faith and everything because I never thought I was gonna have a child after my baby. Wow. So then at that moment I had to make a choice do I want to live or die because now I got a blessing of this baby mm. beautiful little girl that I was not expecting but I'm 310 pounds wow. <laughs> what am I going to do because now I'm thinking about I could have a heart attack and, and let me mention this too I worked at the hospital at one of the major hospitals where I lived at the time and I worked on the cardiac ICU floor so I'm seeing girls come in there my age having heart attacks. Wow. So I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Because I got to get this weight off. I got this right. new baby. I got to be here for her. And so that gave me my, um, my, um, what am I trying to say? It gave me the reason to live. It gave me the yeah, reason like that to motivation. look at it. Yeah, she motivated me because I mean, you know, when she was newborn, it was easy. I just, you know, lay in the crib or whatever. When she started being one, two, walking around, oh, that got rough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Especially when I'm overweight and barely can breathe, you know? Right. So, I actually went through gastric bypass. 
Man, so the, tell me about that. So gastric bypass, like for those who don't know, it's a procedure. And me myself, I would like to know like more about like what experience. Like, was this something you you just you had to do? Was this like something they uh, referred you to do? Okay, doctor. I'm gonna give you the reason why I did it. Cause remember, I worked on the hard floor. Mm-hmm. The one thing, and I worked at the front desk, so I was always where the surgeons were giving them, you know, whatever they needed. I worked for everybody on the floor. Right. I will never forget this one episode that happened and it was changed my life. It was two things that really changed my life working on that floor. One was this lady, she came in and she was really swollen with fluid. Mm. And I'll just be honest with you. Some of the conversation that people have on the floor is horrible about the patients because, you know, you work a job. It's a stressful job. We want everybody to get better and we don't have Mm -hmm. it in our ability to do that. So this lady, she was really overweight and everything. And then she was swollen because of the fluid. She kept building up fluid. And I heard one of the younger nurses make a comment about her weight and it hurt me to my heart. I felt like she was talking to me. And it made me so upset. And I remember I was always the people pleaser. You know, I did right. the best job. I want to make everybody happy. But that day, I lost it on her. And she was like, Lisa, what is the problem? I said, because you was talking about this woman's weight. She said, but I didn't never say that. What do you mean? I didn't say that about you. I said, but it felt like you were talking about me because I'm overweight too. So that was a key number one. I was like, wait a minute. I had to take a step back and look at myself because I had taken on (laughs) this issue because that's how I felt about myself. I was really embarrassed. So to hear her say that, it really felt like she was talking about me. Really. Look. (laughs) <laughs> I, I know how that. I know how. I know that feeling like so well. Like that's why me and my mom doing this topic because I've been overweight. She has a lot of us women have honestly. Yes, a lot, us, a lot of us, but we don't talk about it together. We we suffer in silence by ourselves. Yes. So so go ahead, go ahead. So that was that was the one time because then I started looking at myself differently. Like you really have a problem with this, and you need to do something. So that was the first thing. The second thing was a lady had a heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And when, when when they would have heart surgery, we have to get them up in the chair by a certain time so that their lungs can clear out with the fluid and all of that, you know, after surgery. So we helped this lady to the chair and she wanted to stay up for a long time, longer than probably she should have, but we allowed it. And on our way to try to get her back to bed, she started to code so we had to do cpr and everything i have never seen this before in my life but as they were doing cpr because she had open heart surgery on her heart fat was coming out of her chest as they were pumping on her chest and i looked like oh my gosh would that be how i would look if i had i'm thinking this while this is all going on i'm running but this is how I'm thinking, like, would that be me? This is before my baby, too, matter of fact. This was before. So that was, like, the turning point where I knew I needed to do something. So I started, and then also with that same incident, 
the surgeon comes in early in the morning and remember I'm the one that's at the desk doing all the work and I'm listening to them talk and the nurse practitioner explaining to him what happened and she talked about the fat coming out and he said that's because she fat as H and that's what I'm talking about these people come here want us to fix them and they did and I mean he was going crazy but he was kept talking about her weight Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would never want to be that person on the table. Right. Like that. I mean, it really messed me up. So I was looking at myself in the mirror when I got home. I said, no, I cannot keep living like this. So fast forward, I started the process then to get gastric bypass. Hmm. My biggest mistake was telling people I wanted to do it. Right because nobody understood everybody was talking against it you're gonna die you're gonna this you're gonna that wow and it really really, it made me go back into a depression Mm. so when my daughter came along i was like i have to do something i have to i cannot keep living like this because i'm depressed i'm down um you know this is a wonderful blessing i just received but if I'm not here to watch her grow up, what's going to happen? You know, it's like I'm taking it for granted that, you know, I get this blessing, but I don't even care about my own life. Right. You know, that's not that's not cool. So I went in uh, and because the, I had already been working on it four years prior, they had all my stuff together. My doctor was on board because you have to get approval by your um, primary care doctor. They have to approve it. If they don't approve it, you cannot get it done. Of course, I was scared out of my mind because I was heard all the bad stuff. But this time, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. Only person knew was my husband. And I felt like, you know, at that point, this is about my family. It's about right. me and my family. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what other people think about it. And that was my first time really making those kind of decisions. So I went through the process of getting approved and everything. I got approved like in six weeks, where most sometimes it takes six months. But they approved me really quickly. And my doctor, he was the best. Oh my goodness, he was so kind to me. He really helped me to appreciate a lot of things that I would go through, you know, possibly. He was like, and I was a bad anemic. Anemic, really bad. Really? And, um, he was like, but we're not going in with an issue. So you're going to have to get that taken care of. I'm not doing surgery on you until we talk about your what we're going to do. And I love that because I felt like he cared about me. It wasn't about money. Mm-hmm. Right. He cared about me because the thing about having bypass surgery or any gastric surgery, it's a choice. It's not something that it's not like having heart surgery or nothing like that. It's like this is an elective surgery that you're having. So it's almost like cosmetic. So for you to really go through the process and for them to approve you, you know, most doctors will do it. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of doctors out there. You say you want it done, they'll do what it takes to get it done and they don't worry about the rest. This doctor, he really cared about me and I knew it sitting in um, in his room with him, talking to him every time he was so thoughtful about my health. And that's what I appreciate about him. So fast forward, I get the surgery. And I'll never forget, he came in and he said, Lisa, I just got something to tell you. And I was like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> what happened during the surgery? I'm thinking he's going to tell me something bad. 
He said, you have the most beautiful insides. I was like, oh, is that a con? I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I was oh. like, uh, you know, because to them, you know, being a surgeon, he sees yeah. a lot of bodies. You know, he opened yeah. up a lot of bodies. So for him, whatever he thought or expected because of my weight, he didn't see that. He said, you're going to be so good. You're going to be just fine. He said, I cannot wait to see your results. I went home. Uh, my baby was one years old because mm -hmm. she was born in 2012. I had it 2013, January 2nd. So I'm coming up on my ninth year coming up this January. I promise you, I went home. I had no pain. Wow. That's I had a no pain. It felt like I had just done some sit-ups and that was it. I had no pain. In a week, I was so energetic because you got to think your body is totally cleaned out. You have to do a, yep. a detox before you even have surgery. So I had some energy like you wouldn't believe. I was like, is this how it feels <laughs> to lose weight? Yeah. What? And I hadn't even really lost the weight, but I could just tell my body was totally different just in a week or two. And as it kept going, so then I'm starting to go to the gym. I started doing all this stuff. But like your mom was saying, it's always hitting things behind the weight. Right. So what I, I, wanted to, uh, go ahead. Look, I wanted to back up for a second because, yeah, okay. I wanted to get into how. So so you said it was like when you're in, in your 20s, that's when you really started gaining weight. Yes. But what do you feel like was the trigger to you getting up to 310 pounds? Like what what do you feel like? was that thing was it something um it was depression you know oh, yeah okay. depression so it, it was, was depression because i've always been depressed since i was a child however i always hit it i always hit it i always masked it and when i was in my 20s i i partied you know i'd be out mm -hmm. at the club dancing you know i would drink uh i stopped drinking probably when i was 22 because I realized I drank a lot. <laughs> right. So I think that's probably what brought the weight on in my 20s, just drinking a lot and uh, being at clubs, stuff like that. Um, and I was always on the go running and I just didn't really think about my body like that. You know, I just wasn't that health person like that. I would just go mm -hmm. on about my business. As long as I could fit my clothes, I was fine. So that's right. probably what it was. No, you know, it made me think of, like, me. When I grew up, like, my experience of being overweight was, like, I, as y'all know, in my previous episodes, me and my mom's every previous episode of the Overcomers Club was, like, I was, I grew up, and when puberty hit, I was, like, really chunky. Oh. And I was, like, one set, 180-ish. And I was, like, really big for, like, like someone in middle school. And so then the next year, I actually lost and it was like a very, it was a big puberty change. But what happened was that when I got into adulthood and when I got married, I experienced being 210 pounds and that was the biggest I had ever been in my life. And it was like, it felt like overnight I had mm -hmm. just gotten big. I don't know. It's like something happens 
about whatever whatever it is that happens in you like physically like mentally emotionally it like blinds you to yourself that one day you'll just actually look at yourself in the mirror and be like oh my goodness like how did i get here like yeah how did i get to this place because for me I'd, i'd always been active i was in the military all that so for me to get to that place i was like what happened to me and yep. it is much deeper and I, and I think I'm with you on that like me it was definitely I was depressed I was depressed I had low motivation in life like I just could not and it wasn't like I made a choice like oh I don't care about myself no right right no <laughs> I just, you don't think like that no I just ate and but the things I was eating yes. so I would eat like three square meals a day it wasn't, it wasn't like I was one of these people that just ate like a million things, like just a couch potato. No, I was always moving, always on go. But with me, I was always eating the wrong type stuff. So my diet would switch. Mm -hmm. So when I wasn't feeling good, I would start eating more fried food, more fast food. If I was moving really busy, so I'm not eating healthy anymore. Then I'm eating more sugar. I'm eating more sweets because they make you feel good. You get that dopamine rush. And that's really what it is. So it is so much like addiction. And, you know, it's a slow thing. And Lisa, I came, I actually found out this past year that you know that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, what? And this yes. is legal? <laughs> Oh and and don't mention, don't forget the Coca Colas because that was like oh my, my drink goodness. of choice. See, I could you drink. Were so, so you was one of those people that drank. I had soda. to have like me. Oh, I couldn't even stand soda, but me cake is still my favorite food today. Yeah, cake, sugar, like something sweet. But what it does, it, it it's just like a drug. Like it literally is a drug, and it damages you. It destroys your body and. Oh my goodness. I mean, but when I look at how I was able to overcome that thing, just like you, I think it, it started with a choice. Like you just had it's to really choice. look at yourself. And I think God does stuff like you said. I love that you really were talking about the turning points with you seeing the lives of other people. Like I had kind of a similar experience. It was like I was starting to see people that I knew around me that were like overweight and they were like having terrible health problems. Like, yes, I had um, I knew someone. She uh, was a good friend of mine. It was back in 2020 and she ended up actually having a stroke. Wow. And the stroke. But the thing was her weight and on top of it, and she had high blood pressure, her family it just took it to the next level that she had her stroke she had made her have many strokes and then she um she's still alive today praise god but it took her a long time for her to get out of the hospital because she was so high risk because of her weight Mm. and seeing her go through all of that and just thinking like sometimes she would she would even try to speak this over me like Oh, you're, you're going to have high blood pressure. You can't eat. I'm like, what? No, I'm not. But mm-hmm. when I actually went to the doctor, like, right, it was like right before her visit, right before that happened to her, I ended up having, I had high blood pressure. 
And mm-hmm. I remember just freaking out inside. I said, I got to do something different. I, I can't do this. Like, I cannot. Um, I'm only 20. I'm only 25. Like, I'm only 20. At the time, I was 24. I was like, I'm only 24. What the heck? How do I have high blood pressure? How am I doing? But for me, it was so emotional and, and psychological. That was what was really damaging me. That's how I got to be that big. That's what messed me up. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's the thing. And like, even though I had, I thought that I was gaining weight only because of losing my kids and my mm-hmm. baby. That wasn't the only reason. I'm a child of trauma. And yep. I was abused as a child. So I also come to realize after losing weight that I used my weight to hide me. Oh, that's such a good one. Look, hold that thought. I want to give okay. my mom a chance okay. to come All up because right. I know she's going to say something on that. So I'm going to switch y'all okay. out. I want to hear it. I got to hear it. <laughs> oh, look, I'll tell you. Oh, this is so good. So let me. Let me switch out my mom. Also, we have another guest, so stay tuned. We will get to you. Thank you so much and just waiting and listening. Let me see if I can do a switch swap. Hey, mom. Hey, Maya. Thanks for coming back. Did you get a chance to listen to Lisa's story, like just that part? I heard every word of it, every single oh, word. <laughs> so much good stuff. What do you What do you have? To, what do you think about that? What do you think about like her experience and even getting yeah. to the point of doing gastric bypass, all of this thing? Uh, uh, her story um, was very compelling to me, and I was actually mm-hmm. taking notes and just kind of writing down some different things. And um, I was listening at you and her talking. And there's some commonalities that I heard. Um, both of you talked about um, depression and depression yes. being um, an underlining cause to what led to being overweight. Um, I also heard, which, which is something that uh, I directly connected with, was grief. She talked about Ooh, yes. about grief, and um, I can appreciate the fact that Lisa talked about um, people not fully being able to understand the grief that she was going through when she had the miscarriages because there was not uh, the physical children that were born that they could say, oh, you lost this child. So that that really impacted when I heard her talk about that. Mm-hmm. So that wow, that, that had to have been um, a very difficult time. And when when she said people, um, you know, sometimes don't know what to say or they say the wrong type of things, um, that that, um, very much just resonated with me because when I look at um, my story and I listen to hers, I listen to yours, you know, and I love the fact that both of you were going through, you know, digging deeper and digging deeper. And, and you asked her about, okay, what do you think the root cause was? You know, what do you think were the, the situations that led to that? And um, just my perspective from when that happened to me, 
and when I got really overweight was when um, your grandfather, my father, died in mm-hmm. 2013. And there were so many factors that went on prior to his death um, that they just looked like they all came to a head. So, oh, let's see. Um, Take your time. Yes, it's, it's, it's really, you know, like you said, when you unpack it. So, um, having been at that point, having been in a very difficult, uh, verbally abusive type of marriage situation mm-hmm. with your father, um, was difficult in and of itself. So, on top of on top of that now you have um, your grandfather, my father who three years prior to um, his passing um, we find out that he has congestive heart failure and so it, it really the dominoes started to fall in 2016 right um, oh, yes. that was the year that's the year. Uh, so May 8th, 2016, um, your father dies. My husband at the time, he dies from a heart attack. He had his own health issues. He had his own um, battles with being overweight. But unfortunately, like a lot of uh, our our men, especially in the black community, did not go um, to the doctor, did not do regular checkups, did not seek out things that he could have done that maybe could have prevented that heart attack. Although his father had out of a heart attack um, yep. when, he, when he himself was 50. And so yeah. he made it to 51 and then he has a heart attack and he dies. So that's 2016. And throughout all my life and even through those uh, years of marriage, weight for me wasn't really a, an issue personally. Um, I just was able to eat kind of what I wanted and it kind of dropped off and and I remember your grandmother my mother you know talking to me about you know you better be careful and I was like yeah you know whatever (laughs) so you know know, it just really wasn't uh at the top of my list of concerns right so you know 2016 he dies and then um we start slide I started sliding into a very difficult season when your grandfather, my father, became very ill, and it's, we started this roller coaster of him being in the hospital, then him yeah, going I remember that. right, him then him going um, home, and then your grandmother um, wasn't able to take care of him, and then him going to a nursing home, and then the nursing home not being adequate enough to take care of him though that we needed them to and then he was I mean literally it was a revolving door for you know two to three years um of just him being sick and him being sick and um and so really what what I I talked about your dad dying in, in 2016 but really 2013 is actually um when it started is when your grandfather died. I got him. I got my years mixed up, but it was really 2013 because um, when he when he passed, 
I just, uh, it was very difficult. And 2013 was also the year that you graduated and you went off yep. to, your, to your basic training. Yeah. So, um, ooh, it I was didn't really think hard. about that. Yes. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Like, yes, yes. Because, I, 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 yes. man, you know. 2013, yes. See, because I had survived, I had survived and I had um, been able to maintain a certain sense of normalcy because I had you, your two sisters, and I had my father and I had my mother. And that was pretty much my nucleus of support. I, I you know, I thank God for um, your grandparents, my parents, because they both poured into me in the best way that they knew how. Mm-hmm. And um, your grandfather was definitely, as you know, one that believed in the word and believed in giving you scriptures. And, and you know, I can remember talking to him many times and, you know, he would just go into, you know, giving me, giving me words. Sometimes I appreciate them. <laughs> Sometimes not as much, <laughs> but you know that's that was his role as far as um, planting the seed of the power of God in your life, and so he would call. You know, he was one that he would call, and he never, you know, we never got into any conversations about what was going on in my personal life, so to speak. It was never any conversations about that, but but he would call and just say things like, you know, well, uh, I just need you to know. You know, I don't care what no one says. You, you know, you hold your head up and God loves you. You know, he would just always drop little, little pearls of wisdom. Yes, and, he used to do that to me all the yes, time. Yes, yes. And, and sometimes you knew what he meant. Sometimes you didn't. But, you know, right. of course, when looking back now, I understood that because he was a man of God. No doubt there were things that God placed on his heart to tell us at certain times. Right. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so, um. It was just very difficult, you know, watching, um, just watching him become ill and just watching literally kind of his life slipping away from him mm-hmm. and, and watching, you know, watching, um, the, watching him lose weight. You know, this, the journey of it all yeah. um, was, was something that um, I did internalize a lot because um, at the time, you know, when you're taking care of your loved one, you just do it because it has to be done. Um, and, you know, you don't really think about yourself. You don't really think about, you know, how difficult this is. You just do it. And so when he, so so it did, it all hit to head for me when uh, he died in 2013 and then you left to go to basic training. And it felt like, I was I had lost both of you in a sense. <laughs> Mom, this is the first time I ever we ever talked about that. I never ex- you know, I yeah. never put that together, but you know, we this is why I'm so glad we're doing these talks because it's like every week y'all need to go back and listen to the our other talks. Like every week it's just like we get revelation about each other's lives and I never knew yeah. like that part was you know that was part of it yeah you know you said what no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say but you know i'm very similar too. like the times that like for instance when i started really gaining weight it was almost like lisa and then we'll get well i think it's a good time we'll get ready to switch her have her come back and then we'll 
open it up later and then we can keep rotating like that because we're all oh so many good things but I was like I was like Lisa when I when I started like when I when I was by myself right it's funny that like when I was in college I was relatively I was living the single single life like I did not care I was just happy I was I was in my zone doing what I wanted to do I worked out all the time by myself I was still in the military at the time, so I had to, you know, maintain my fitness. But when I got married, I was like, that's what I said. I was like, Lisa, I, I just kind of was like, oh, I got married. You know, you add on the little pounds or whatever. But then I remember, though, even back up, like when we were talking about 2016, that's when my life really changed. That's when everything just like the, the bottom fell out of my life when, when dad passed. It was a turning point for me because I just could not, for the life of me, get to a certain weight or a certain size. Like, yeah, I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Like, mm-hmm. I would go, I would walk, run, do whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. but it was like a block where I just hit this plateau. I just could not, <laughs> for whatever reason, do it. I couldn't even. I just couldn't do it. I would do my my well, darndest. That's why. Um, but I was grieving at the same yes, time. Yes, you know? that's what I was gonna say. Yes, that that's that's as uh, Lisa said about trauma. You know, that's mm-hmm. the in, very interesting thing about how trauma works in our bodies is, and that's why we know um, the topic of being overweight is not just about food, right? Because it, you can correlate it. And I, at least I, you know, like Lisa was able to say, hey, this is kind of where I can kind of trace it to. You're doing the same. And and at the time, though, I don't know that we necessarily think about it in that way. Um, right. you, know, I, I, you know, I wasn't sitting down saying, oh, you know, I'm overweight because I, you don't even see it necessarily. No. You know, no. because you're just and, and that's what happened. I know when your grandfather died and said then like I said, um, and then, you know, you went off to basic training and I can remember um, even before you went up to basic training, really, because I can uh, remember you know, when I so when I look back at your your graduation pictures, and you know, and I'm standing beside, I'm like, oh my gosh! Who are you telling? I just seen some pictures of me last oh year or like a year before, and I was like, oh my god, who is that? I was just so swollen, and you can look on my face. I'm sure you know I'm yeah. smiling, but there was so yeah. much pain, and that yep. and that was what it was. Um, my father. My, you know, your grandfather, my father died. Um, it was, like I said, it was hard. It was difficult. I was grieving. And then on top of that, I did not get a lot of support from your father. I mean, it was very, I mean, I had never experienced losing a parent before. Um, you know, wasn't quite sure what it would feel like or be like. Um, but but he um, was not supportive at all. And so that just added. Oh, mom. Oh, that like hurts my soul because, you know, I didn't know at the time that leaving, like I didn't know that me leaving at that time was going, I mean, at the time there's nothing I could do anyway. I had signed the papers. Well, you know, I was, I was proud of you as I am now. And, and, you know, as a mother, um, you set aside, you know, 
how you feel and, and all of that for what you want for your children. You want them to have those opportunities. I mean, you have worked so hard and you had done everything you needed to do. And so there was nothing that I was going to do other than support that. But that did not stop me from missing you. You know, it did not Look. stop me from... Um, and I didn't know that it was going to impact me as much as it did. But I think with the two events being so close in time, you know, because he passed Ooh. in March of 2013. Then you left what you graduated in May and you did in June, mm-hmm. right? So it yep. just, right. So I think, you know, just me already being in a cycle of grief um, from when he passed and then, you know, sending you off um, and then not having a lot of support system. And I wasn't trying to take all that to you know your grandmother because she was going through her own grief you know so I have to support her to make sure she's okay um, and so and so that's often what happens with oh here's this food because food doesn't talk back right so you know you can food doesn't you know it's not going to talk to you it's not going to say anything mean to you so you can you can find some comfort in and eating something when you are actually in so much pain that you do not know how or don't know who you can talk to about that pain. Oh, that's, that's, see, that's where it's at. Oh, I'm going to bring Lisa back up and then we're going to allow Sierra to come back to answer, you know, questions. That'd be great. But, Mom, you hit solving the nails on the head because I think the key to overcoming, like, weight loss I mean, I'm being overweight is like, you really got to get to the root of it. Like, what was the trigger? Like, what was it? Like, right. mine was, mine was grief. Yes. I was grieving mine my dad. Well. Mm-hmm. And then I was grieving the loss of my marriage. Like, I was grieving <laughs> my relationship. Mm-hmm. And it put me in such a funk. Like you said, I'm, I'm constantly reaching for anything that brought me any sense of joy, any, that little dopamine rush. Right, that, right. That sugar right. rush, like those right. sweet mm-hmm. little honey butter rolls. Like the, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the good. I mean, I'm a foodie to this day, but, you know, I've, I've found a balance. Like, and then, um, like with me, I think the turning point, like Lisa, was when you started seeing people around you that looked like you or or was experiencing similar things like you, where they were literally getting put in life and death situations about how they right. sleep, about their health. Right. And for me, like my my blood high blood pressure, I was like, what? And I'm how much? I just like couldn't believe I had gotten that big and doing and I had and I don't and I know that I was just so depressed like literally most of my marriage was me still grieving too because dad dad passed in 2016 got married in 2018 and I definitely hadn't unpacked any I just couldn't even understand my life at that time and so I think the main thing that helped me is that I started to feel like even though I, I felt very invisible I can speak for me and now I'm gonna go to Lisa my I, I started to actually feel like somebody saw me and I was with you and I was with my best friend Quay like you, you two y'all really helped save my life because I just felt so invisible like I was just drowning like I always fixed this picture of me in a like a black 
like body of water and I was drowning. But to have people that saw me, and, and that's why I said I would definitely throw it back to Lisa because she said that point. It was like I was, I once I had reached a certain point, I've never been comfortable being overweight, but I think you can hide better when you're overweight because a lot of people don't look at you. Like, wow, that's powerful. Like that. Like, it was like a defense mechanism. Right, right. And so I did it. So I remember very much, like, like now I look at myself, I'm like a size 12 again, like I was in high school. Like, my skin, like I look great now. Like, that's all glory to God for sure. But I know it's because I'm not trying to hide anymore. Right. I was really trying to hide from people that were hurting me. Yes. And I was yeah. trying to be invisible and I was trying to not be seen out of fear of being hurt like when getting even deeper and so yes. once I realized I was in a marriage where I was getting hurt on top of grieving and I, I just slipped away but my friends like when I tell you my friends like and you mom y'all always saw me it encouraged me to like have a sense of like hope like purpose like just like Lisa and I'm about to bring her back up because like I feel like this just flows right in and what we were talking about but I had that motivation to live again for other people yes because I was just like if it's just me I can just be and I'm gonna be in a environment where I'm getting um messed with and abused and all this other stuff then I needed that extra cushion as like it was like a fake defense mechanism but the thing is the devil he tricks our minds into thinking that we're this is helping us and we're killing ourselves even faster right that's right and so I remember when me my best friend Quay when we decided because he was a little overweight too and he was stressed out and we were like we're gonna start because we would eat fast food all the time um we decided no we're gonna lose weight and we're just gonna be consistent and we were like there like it was just like a thing like I'm very I love challenges and I love like being competitive so oh don't you say I can't do something because I'm telling you that's gonna light a fire underneath my behind and I'm gonna do it just to prove you wrong that's honestly to be honest that's honestly why I went into the military because someone said I couldn't do it that's like one of the reasons like besides all the other good things I was one of the reasons because someone said I couldn't and so we motivated each other and by the end of it man we were like oh we looked at us like dang look at you look at me like we had did the dang thing but we had to we both all of those things were connected to us he was depressed I was depressed Lisa was depressed so depression and grief seemed to be like the main triggers to this yes but I think the overcoming part definitely comes that identifying that for yourself and then finding some motivation finding yes. that motivating factor yes. like for her Lisa was yes. like I want to be able to live long enough for my children I'm about to switch right. her back out like right. yes. you know for you I feel like maybe what was your motivation before, I, before we switch you out um that's we have some really good question. No, no. Oh, my. <laughs> you need time to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I might need to unpack a little bit more. But but you're right. Everybody everybody has to have that why. Um, yep. And and honestly, 
um, my why was was family. It was okay. Now mom is by herself. Um, I'm the only one here close enough to take care of her, and I can't take care of mom and make sure she's good um, if I am in such a low low state um, that I'm not able to do so. So. Um, I think honestly between 2013 and 2016 was was the really hardest bump and then um, after your your father passed um, it it gave me the opportunity to try to reset and that's honestly what it was I was like okay um, I I, I need to reset and now especially at this point you and your sisters have one living parent so it's it's really serious now you know I mean it's like okay I mean they, you know, they've already lost their father. You need to, so um, I, you know, resonate with Lisa talking about, you know, your child. And so I'm looking at the three of you and I'm like, there's no way um, that I don't need to do everything in my power to, to be the best I can be because they don't need to lose another parent. So that, that was my why. Ooh, that's so real. Look, I'm going to swap y'all. I want to welcome Lisa to this. Thank you so much, Mom. All right. I'll be, I'll be listening and I'll be back later. Thanks, my no problem. I'm going to welcome Lisa to the stage. And then, Sierra, thank you so much for your patience. Lisa was our special guest. So we got to give her a chance to say her her final um, thoughts on this topic of, of, you know, overcoming being overweight. Uh, Lisa. I had to change my picture for I y'all. Saw, I saw So it. first of all, I want to say thank you to Kathy because I can really resonate with that. Because I'm actually going through that right now about the death part. And I did not realize how much I'm back in that situation almost of gaining weight, getting comfort and not realizing it. And when you said that, it hit me. Like, that's what it is. I just gained some weight since we've been in COVID. Yep. Um, My mother-in-law died in 2019. My mother-in-law, she came to live with me. And um, my husband and I took care of her while she was on hospice to her death. I had a major Ooh. surgery that year and my dad died in July. So like all that stuff happened, right? Like that. And I, it seemed like I thought I had grieved last year, but I just realized that maybe I did grieve yep. as much as I thought I did. And I quit my job this year. So that's a lot of stressors that can also impact your weight. And I just got it when I'm listening to your mom talk. That's really amazing. But okay. Oh, praise God for some <laughs> look. Praise God for some breakthroughs. Cause look, that's what I was telling her. Like me, when I started realizing I actually had people that I cared about, but then I had to feel realize what it was. Like when there was situations like my best friend, he couldn't. We and him couldn't talk, and me and my mom, we couldn't talk or whatever. I had to have my own motivation for myself, and so for me, it was just like. You know, I I want to live like yes. <laughs> basically. That's what it was. It was like this year was the year that God like really proved to me that I can have a real good quality of life. And I hadn't in the past. I had a really terrible life. Really, just so many different things I experienced. But this was the year that God showed me no life can really be live more abundant. Like you can be happy. You can actually be at peace. And I just chose to live. And so now. It's part of my regular uh, routine to exercise, to meditate, to walk. Like, I got a job when I was working at Lowe's. We walked five miles a day just working there. And 
it just got me in the habit of like always being active and so when even now I've been working for home working at home now for the last couple months I've kept that routine and I exercise and I don't take breaks because I'm just like I can't go backwards I kind of just keep going forward and like when I was able to fit the same like size clothes that I wore in high school I was like oh I'm back oh, yes oh, <laughs> oh my god I was freaking out Lisa I was like oh it's my a great god. feeling isn't it it's Ooh. a great feeling I hadn't been able to do this in years. I've been out of, I've been out of uh, high school like eight years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, I felt so good. And it really was, I got my, I got my juice back. I got my motivation back. So for you, I know you were talking about the idea of hiding yourself, you know? Yes. Like, so, and then you had just had some breakthrough, praise God. So what do you feel like? <laughs> could be an answer to always keeping the weight off because I feel like that's the main thing because I, I was like you I would lose weight gain weight lose weight and it was just like a cycle yes and I realized it was always connected to life events so what do you think what do you think will be helpful like I have some ideas I want to hear your thoughts deal with the stress deal with the problem mm-hmm. you yeah. know not not hiding from it um this year i decided that i was going to be transparent really open take my mask off i'm not hiding anymore yeah what you see is what you get and i promise you i've been the most happy as i have in my life just because Me of too. that um i'm not keeping secrets i'm not trying to you know um not let people see me because yeah. and and i put this picture up for a reason the the with me overweight that was the day before my surgery wow and I, I was at 292 pounds now let me tell you that was my favorite outfit because i thought i was cute <laughs> <laughs> hey ain't nothing wrong with it that was my favorite outfit and now i look at it like really i really thought that was my favorite outfit but i did <laughs> on the the other picture the reason why i took that picture and as you can see i'm in scrubs i was at work because this is how messed up your mind gets when you lose a lot of weight. I lost 120 pounds. Wow. A whole person, you know? So mm-hmm. here I am. I've lost this weight, but I still look the same to me. Yes. Oh, so that's was, a big one. Yeah. I was wearing Ooh. my 3X scrubs still. Look at that picture. Look how mm-hmm. I look. But I was wearing 3X scrubs. And I'll never forget this girl came to me and said, Lisa, they're having a uniform sale at the hospital and you need to go buy you some uniforms. And I was like, what? I mean, I'm fine. She was like, no, ma'am, you cannot wear those scrubs anymore. <laughs> you cannot you know pull- what? <laughs> That's a good friend, though. She, had to say- she said, <laughs> you can't pull that string any tighter because I wasn't wearing like these scrubs I have on here. I was wearing the scrubs from the hospital. You know, they just got that spring and they kind of yep. lose light. So I <laughs> thought I was okay. She was like, please don't wear that again. Buy your clothes that fit your body. Can you please buy clothes that fit your body? Oh, so I was like, goodness. I don't understand what she's saying. So that outfit, that scrub outfit was my first scrubs that I bought. And they was a size medium. And I did not believe I could fit a medium. Look. You, oh my goodness, that's amazing because I had the same experience. Like, I lost so much weight, and it was a mindset change when I got my yes. motivation back. 
it wasn't even half of it was just eating better i wasn't even doing hardcore workouts like i am now but when i hit that workout stream it was over with right when i was at work i would wear i used to wear the really the vest that they gave us at lowe's and when i put on a small vest i was like oh my goodness yeah i'm there i can wear a small and i'm wearing an extra large and and it was just the mindset of me like that's how far i've been able to come in such a short amount of time because i was like you i held on to my big clothes i have clothes to this day i still because they were cute or whatever i recently went through all my clothes and i just cleaned them cleaned them out i can't fit them no more they too big i had skirts falling literally off my behind i was mm-hmm. still trying to wear yeah and <laughs> i'm talking about still trying to wear them see and, i got one now i'm still trying to wear it but it was like but i did do myself a favor i went ahead and bought me a new set of clothes that fit me and i've never felt better and let me tell you what I was uh, saying about hiding. Why I realized that was part of my problem too. Yes, that's um, a big, powerful thing. When I lost the weight, so now in this picture, I bought the right size scrubs. Mm-hmm. However, on, at my Sunday worship, I was still wearing my plus size clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was still trying to wear my plus size clothes everywhere I went. And I didn't realize I was still hiding. Yes. So I'll never forget the Sunday that I actually put on a dress that fit me. And everybody was coming up to me. And now it's not about me being Lisa, the person they know. It was, what size are you now? Oh my goodness, I can't believe you lost weight. And they just kept coming at me, coming at me. And it wasn't nothing malicious or nothing like that. Right, right. I know what you're saying. I wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) because I ended up having a panic attack. I was having anxiety. When I got home, I was tore up. My husband was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) And and it was because I I didn't solve that part of my problem. So now, you know, even though I went through the miscarriage and stuff and that still affected me, now the issue is what else is lying underneath? Like you asked me, why did I gain weight in my 20s? See, what I didn't realize until after I lost the weight is I was still carrying that baggage from my childhood yes, come of on, being Lisa abused. I was abused. Come on. My um and this is a trigger warning for whoever's listening, but I was uh sexually abused from the time that I know seven until I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't gain weight at that time, the weight was with me. And it just yep. took something else to happen to make it all come together. And I couldn't stop myself because I Ooh. got to the point where I was just in it. So I was grieving my babies. I'm grieving my childhood because I felt mm-hmm. like I never had one. And then I'm grieving the fact that I'm confused because this really happened to me. And nobody want to talk about that either. A lot of things I had to hold in as a secret. So when I'm going through the death of my baby, my stepfather still having children. Okay, that's another, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But yeah, Mm -hmm. so that hurt. How is it he can have kids? I'm losing mine. 
you know? So I had to really go through all of those emotions, unpack all of that. And um, that's why my my daughter is a blessing to me because she saved my life. She saved my life. Ooh, this is so powerful. Like, I just want to thank you for being vulnerable. Oh, you're always delivering your heart and I'm telling you, it's a blessing. See, this is what we do in the Overcomers Club. Through our the power of our testimonies, we're able to overcome. And I'm telling you, somebody's being blessed by it. I can feel it right now because I think us having the conversations like this, this is what people really need to get to their next place. And you brought to light this very powerful piece of, like this nugget I don't want us to miss. And that's like, you know, while we're while you might be overweight and it has become like a defense mechanism of like hiding it's the after you lose weight that's a battle too because you're constantly holding on and you're still trying to hide from something like i did it too like i wore still wore them two big clothes i literally did this the other day i went through and that's why i said i thank god and i think is and i don't think i know it's because i've been healing from things that happen like you said back in my childhood i've been healing from that that's why i'm able to finally put away that image of myself of just trying to hide i mean i I put on this shirt this how bad it was i'm i'm definitely done got smaller like i'm way i'm like same size i was in high school and i'm sitting there was trying to make a a maternity shirt fit i ain't never even had kids (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> Somebody done gave me a maternity shirt, and I was like, "Let me try to fit this." And make... when I tell you, I, just some inside me said, "Kamaya, why are you doing this? Yeah. Throw it up the way, put it away." I said, "Oh my God, why, Lord, am I doing this?" And he was just, and I'm glad we having this conversation, you know, because there's a part of me where I still want to hide, like. And I'm very like that's how I was like you. I'm I'm not a stick figure at all. I I have a real figure, but I think that was part of it too. Hiding myself, really hiding, like not even out of modesty, but just hiding myself, like hoping mm-hmm. nobody would see anything, wouldn't see me at all. I was just engulfed by these shirts. The shirt was so big. I'm like literally. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I trying to wear this maternity shirt? Hey, Brandon, but you know that that's real, and so that nugget of of why are you still hiding after you know still holding on to that that those clothes that you wore? Like, why are we? Why do we do that? I think it's true. It's because we haven't dealt with the real issue yet, and then once. You know the weight. I think it's kind of a stage, honestly. Oh, yes. I think it, it. It's like a. It really is like an onion. Like when you like first a costume, start... a costume you wear. <laughs> yeah. To kind of put on the show, because that's what I was doing. I was yep. putting on the show. I would dress. Oh, I would lame Brian down, spending hundreds of dollars on my mm-hmm. clothes, but yep. feeling horrible in them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and feeling when you horrible. Put, look. For real, be feeling terrible. And when you finally take that that layer off, yes. yo, so in that outer weight, then you really got to start dealing with whatever inner weight you holding. 
And that was and the boy, thing about that's, having that's gastric it. bypass. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the no, thing about ahead. gastric bypass that I did not know. Mm. Nobody told me that effect it would have on me because remember you lose the weight really quickly it took me yep. about a year probably maybe less than a year i was down over 100 pounds and then about a year and a few months before i got to 120 down so i mean i'm feeling good i'm exercising mm-hmm. i'm doing all this stuff i'm i'm able to just i was just doing all kind of stuff because i was having fun i hadn't been like that in years but I was not prepared for the anxiety that I was going to have. Yep. Of having because I was used to Ooh. being the fat, funny friend. <laughs> that was Look. my role. Look. All my friends were skinny. Every friend I ever had, this has been my whole life. I've yeah. always been the tallest and the biggest in every friend group I've ever had in my life. So I'm used to being that person. I used to be, a, I'm the cool fat funny person that was my life nobody didn't look at me so you know because you you know going through trauma you have this part of you where you really don't want men to be attracted to you you do but you don't yes. it's so, Come, it's so talk messed about up. it talk about it's it so that was up. my thing it's messed that was up me too. Look, that was me too like, I it's wish crazy you. i mean it you is want them to look at you because you like when you at home, I am cute or whatever, and you kind of want somebody to look at you, but then when they look at you, you all scared and about to lose your mind. That is this is so the weirdest thing. Real? No, that's real. I don't want us to go over that too fast because that's real. Like we don't have to have I, a talk on that. We got to talk about. We that. just I got so much to part that. two because it's real. That's why I was it's saying. I, because for me, I I was like this. And my granny, she said that's just how women are feeling. Like, we lose and gain weight like nothing. Like, I can get, I can lose weight. Mm-hmm. I lost weight. I started losing weight like high case. It was when I just changed. I mean, it didn't take much. Like I, I don't be doing these crazy workout plans. It's mostly just consistency and eating halfway decent drinking some water. Right. And when I started having, I mean, I was like, I was too ten, so it wasn't super big i already had people that was like trying to talk to me i'm married on top of it i was so i was like bad scared but even like i remember like that was part of me my single life. i was scared i was just yes. terrified for people to talk to me and so even now i'm single again <laughs> like i'd be like oh my goodness like i have to have my mom prep me help me uh deal with like being talked to because I'm so used like now you can actually see me I look good I'm cute now like I've always been but you know like I I don't have a weight that's making that barrier between me and somebody else on the like talk to me but now I look good I'm like dang how am I supposed to prepare for people that want to come just talk to me it's because it it is it is scary like it's scary it's scary like people don't understand like because the weight was really a way to hide. Yes. It was a good way to hide. I had a friend like that. She was so beautiful. But she was like, she had a similar story to you. Uh, was being abused and um, dealt with molestation from the time. I mean, all through our friendship, she's dealing with it. She eventually got saved, got a life, gave her life to Christ. She got in a situation where like, God really delivered her out. 
but she gained so much weight and it was because it was during the worst part of it she was she was trying to hide she was trying to she was hoping like in some way like she didn't plan on gaining weight on purpose but when she did she just kept it going it because she was better. hoping mm-hmm. yeah she was hoping that you know okay she could hide and he would leave her alone and people that wasn't really going to be there that weren't genuine and they weren't just shallow like she was hoping that that would keep those type of people away like it doesn't I learned that it doesn't. and it doesn't so really the person character. is the one and that also makes the person suffer because yep. you're trying to hide from something you cannot hide from no. and so then you beating yourself up because you're not hiding better it's so Ooh, it's such a yes. twisted way of thinking so no, and then so losing crazy. the weight, I can't hide no more. I can't wear Ooh. big big clothes no more. I can't because oh I didn't realize goodness. I was really doing that until after. And now it's like people are like, oh, listen, you got a shape. And I was like, oh my gosh, they see my shape. Nobody see my shape. You know, I was really <laughs> like having some issues. <laughs> it was hard on me. It was, like, wait my a minute, what? was like, what is wrong with you? Oh you look so goodness. good. You know, he was happy. But I'm like, oh, this is scaring me. People keep coming up to me. Why they keep asking me about my size? Why are they looking at my body that way? I don't understand. I didn't look, understand. I felt I felt it. So I know we were like we are definitely <laughs> birds of a feeling. Cause I promise Ooh. that's how I was. I was like I had to, I literally had a conversation with my mom yesterday. I was like, Mom, I'm not I'm not ready. I'm still I still don't feel like ready because I never like it was a comfort. It's comfortable when you used to yes. hiding. But see now yeah. it's like the way my life has turned, I'm constantly being pushed to the light, constantly being it's pushed to the It's a reason behind that. It's a and reason look, for that, Kamaya. Uh, I mean for I'm not kidding. Mama, I don't like if I was a kid that was like volunteering to do I'm like, no, I, I didn't volunteer I'm not volunteering to sit here and do it. I'm getting put in these positions and so now when it feels like the light like you know the limelight is on my life for the first time it's so scary but i was yes. and then it's like i can't really hide anymore i actually like <laughs> like i done shed all the way i'm at a great size i, I look good like and it, so it's it's dealing with those things and you know i think the overcoming part definitely it just comes to the of knowing of stop being afraid, really. Like stop being afraid. You yeah, gotta step stop into it. being afraid. Yeah, that's what I was. I just gotta step into. It. That's why I said when I finally got to a point where you know what, I'm just gonna accept myself, and I work hard to keep the weight off. I it just so you know I look good. Like I'm gonna give myself favor. Wear clothes that actually fit. Stop hiding. Yes. Stop wearing like these. Because guess what? At Ooh. 310 pounds. I still had men chasing me or talking to me and say, and I was oh, married yeah. already still and yep. it was no different because if yep. a man wants you he gonna want you regardless so it's not even about that that is the fact because I'm telling you yeah. I had people when I was 200 some pounds talking I was like why are you t-? and it wasn't because I was like I'm ugly but I'm just like there's all these other like model looking chicks like to go talk to what do you you know I mean that was me like why talk to me I assume they weren't even going to try to talk to me 
And then I realized, boom, no, they were the same people because the real people that really care about you, love you, that's just, that is really just the outer shell. Like, that's how, that's really what it is. So when you just lose weight and they really, they loved you, you the same person anyway. Oh, let me tell you what my husband used to tell me. They used to make my skin crawl. Speaking of what you just said, he used to tell me, I don't care if you 450 pounds. I'm going to always love you. Oh, that used to make me just want to throw up. I was like, I understand he's being loving, but I hate to hear that. Oh, it's driving me crazy. And I was like, I can't wait to lose this weight. I can't wait. I will never be 450 pounds. He is not going to let me be 450 pounds. Right? You were just like, oh, no. I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. But, you know, it really helped me. He would say it, of course, to let me know he loved me regardless. But it was just that just every time he hit, he would just say it and make me cringe. Like, no, because this weight is not cute. It's not. And that's just what it is. The weight is not cute. I understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, girl, I know. I know. It's not cute. But you know what? Now I, I have come to realize, too, like, like like we've been talking about you got to deal with your stuff because just me talking to you all i was thinking man i need to get back in some of my clothes that i can't wear anymore because these last two years i've been slowly picking up from Mm -hmm. when covid started to now and i moved away you know and all that other stuff happened so i was trying on some clothes to try to come to houston and I was thinking, what am I going to wear? Because the clothes I want to wear, they're not really fitting like I thought they was going to fit. And right. it's like that sneaking, the pound sneak back. So now I got to get back on it again. I got to get real serious and pinpointing what it is. Now I feel better. Just having this conversation. And that's a lot of it. Talk to people. Get this stuff out. Because Ooh, when you get God. the stuff out, you free yourself. You release Ooh, all of that stress. And what? my child is hollering. I hope y'all don't hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry. She, no, you fine. You know, you she, she get in her moves and she's on the phone, but she's hollering about something. They laughing and talking. Okay, sorry about that. That no, threw me off. <laughs> you are fine. But yeah, it's just really, we have to really, really, really think about what it is that we going through. And not that you you can't always fix it right away, but being aware and being alert to it helps you not do the mindless eating. Yep. Yeah. you just That's the eat truth. for no reason. Being on oh, and we're gonna get into some like practical stuff to help you as well. My mom come back, but no, that I'm with you on that. Like being more mindful. Yes. Big thing. That's the big thing because. I, it was always when I just kind of got in a routine. My routine destroyed yep. me. Like, because mm-hmm. I wasn't paying no attention to what I was doing, what I was eating, like, whatever. But, Lisa, I just want to thank you so much for being an amazing first guest of the Overcomers Club. I appreciate I appreciate you. you having me. Thank you. And I'm going to take this PTR down. But I just had to let everybody see that's where I, <laughs> where I was. When I say that was 292, so I was bigger than that. And then that's where I got to, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it was a blessing. It has been a blessing. I, I learned I could shop anywhere I want to. That was wonderful. Oh, that's the best feeling. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Co- yeah, we got to do a part two. 
because your first time going to the dressing room and trying on dresses and clothes your size Ooh, the best. Things that you never thought you could wear. Okay. That was good. That was real good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to do this again. Thank you, Kamaya. And thank you to your mom, Kathy. I I always enjoy y'all every Friday. This is the highlight of Friday. So (laughs) I I, I just enjoy. Thank you so much, Lisa. Y'all definitely give Lisa a follow if she said anything that resonates with you because I know she has. So don't do that. Like, I'm telling you, she brings nothing but value. To all the talks that she does um, as well as any stage she's on and so I just want to thank her so much for joining us. I'm going to bring Sierra to the stage. Thank you so much Sierra for being so patient um, we're we're officially opening up the stage for any guests and my mom she can definitely come back up and, and she can answer any questions so hey friend how's it going? Hi how are you? Doing great. I'm doing so great talking with y'all. Y'all have been Y'all, it has helped me kick off my savage sleep into the, you know, my rest into the weekend. So I feel great. So how, what's going on, Sierra? Oh, nothing. I, I basically I got a notification. I was I was out shopping because I said I'm getting ready to start meal prepping and getting myself together. So when I got a notification that Lisa was in the room and I saw the name of the room, I was like, oh, okay. Let me go mm-hmm. on in here. So I'm at the point now that I know when you have a room, your mom's going to be in the room and Lisa's in the room. So I'm like, okay, let me go into this room. <laughs> so, look, your best friend, look, we here every Friday. My mom, and my mom's going to be together. So yes, yes. So and and the thing is, like, I um I'm like I'm always up for waiting. Like I don't mind. I wasn't minding the wait at all. It's crazy because it's actually taught me something that I did not know. Um, about Lisa I always wondered how she knew me when she met me how she was able to see me when she met me and I see now mm-hmm. I see now because she says she was always the fat funny friend and that's who I was yep. so I see why she knew when she saw me who I was because when she met me I was always making jokes I'd be saying little crazy just, just always saying stuff and you say those types of things to offset what you don't want people to see Oh yeah, like yes, sure. like one of my favorite songs is "Reflection" by Christina Aguilera because I I identified with it so much. I mm-hmm. identified with that song so much because I wore a mask everywhere I went, but I was almost four hundred pounds. Wow, like I wasn't even knocking at the door. You know, rush hour, you take you just step back about sixteen feet and then mm-hmm. you take off running and then you kick the door down. That was me at four hundred. So. Man. Um, it was just a lot like trying to be heavy and everybody looking at you as if you are some type of leech or some type of just something mm-hmm. wrong. Like I had an uncle right. who always used to tell me, you know, he would see me and my sister because she was overweight as well. And he would see her and see me and he said, y'all big, y'all need to lose some weight, y'all this, y'all this. Like he would do that to us all our lives. He would tell us. Like, y'all big, you need to lose some yep. weight. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you let yourself get like that, this, this, and this? So I'm, you know, I grew up and our mother, she allowed it. Like, she would just allow people to say these things to us. Um, and I didn't realize how hurtful that stuff was. I knew it made me mad, but I didn't know that it hurt until somebody mm-hmm. did it to my child. And I was about to hit her with a gin bottle because you don't do that to my baby. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're yeah. not playing those games. And I told her, I said, he he knows. He doesn't need you to tell him he's big. He lays down with his body every day and he gets up with it every day. When he goes to the bathroom to take a shower, there's a mirror right there. 
And I told my uncle, I gave him that her the same speech that I gave my uncle. When I get out of the shower, there's a mirror right there. I see my body. I lay down with it and get up with it every day. When you see me, I'm not asking you to put a bridge in your mouth for those missing teeth. So why are you talking to me about my weight? Ooh, and I and uh-oh. I had grown up by this time and my mother got mad and she said I was being disrespectful. But no, you're allowing him to disrespect me. But I'm, I'm an adult now, so I can say what I want. You know, it's it's funny that you said that. I actually had a family member always point out how I look. And that's what I was talking about. We were talking about last time with the holiday triggers. And me and my mom, we thought it would be a good good idea to, like, do this um, talk. Because, you know, we're getting into right before Thanksgiving, where a lot of people... During the holidays, they they lose themselves. Like they, it's, it's yes. a trigger. A lot of people get depressed. A lot of people are grieving people they don't have with them. And food is that automatic comfort, y'all. This is my favorite season every year. This is my favorite season. The food be on point. The weather be on point. The smells and everything be on point. It's my favorite time of year. And I'm gonna tell you, this is the time of year that if I was gonna gain weight, it would be there in this time because. It's just so many, um, so much temptation, right? So much distraction, so much like, and when now we're talking about, we've been able to unpack this idea, you know, being over it, what it, what it's really about, that a lot of it's connected to grief and depression. This is why it's so hard for people to really stay um, in shape during the holiday season because they are, because there's so much temptation and, and it's a mixture that it triggers their grief, it triggers their depression and it makes them want to have them slip right back in and a lot, I know a lot of people they even joke about it, you know, hey we'll, we'll all start working back out on New Year's, New Year's resolution we just gonna go ahead and gain our, our summer, you know, our winter weight but a lot of people, they can't once the winter weight start they don't, it don't stop so we try to help people become, you know, live healthier and, um, you know, it's super important. So I saw, I actually went on your Instagram and I saw that you had already have lost so much. Yes. And congratulations on your weight loss. I mean, it's just beautiful. What was your motivation behind it? Like, what was that thing for you that helped you? Pretty much the same as y'all, my babies. I I, yep. um, I didn't yep. have the surgery until after I had my babies. And it was crazy because I was married. I listened to y'all's um, stories and everything. And I was so, you know, I'm, I'm about to stay away from you and your mama and Lisa because y'all not going to have me up in here crying. I just don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm determined that I am not going to break. So I'm sitting here <laughs> listening to y'all. And I know that's a bad habit, but... I'm sitting here listening to y'all talk and it was so crazy to me because it's like, man, are we, are we telling the same story? Are we the same people? Because it's, it's, it, you know, you hide yourself, the depression and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I was married, um, to a very abusive person, by the way. And, um, you know, he would always talk about me for being big and he would always talk about my son or, you know, well, when he started talking about my son, that's when I left, but he would always talk about me and, um, how I'm big and I wasn't that big when I met him which I mean come on I was 150 pounds in the 6th and 7th grade so I couldn't have been that small when I met you so Mm -hmm. you know it's like he would always have all these things to say and um, I didn't care like honestly and I think I did honestly I think I did I think I cared I just didn't realize I cared Um, my body started to to me I say shut down my diabetes got worse um, 
I had arthritis while I have arthritis in my knee um, and just it's just so much and to be Mm -hmm. uh, to be in my 20s with arthritis in my knee you know that's just not a good thing to be walking around here and I'm and I'm top heavy if you can I mean you saw my picture so you know I was top heavy so my legs were very small they still are small to this day and the top of me is is was heavy um, and I gained weight through the pandemic too, which is why I'm doing this meal prep and things like that, trying to get myself back on track. So I totally understand what Lisa was saying, but I had to, I had to get myself together because I realized I'm either going to change this or I'm going to die. I got to the point I was taking that shots. Part. I got yep. to the point I was taking shots, like, and I was so wow. afraid of taking the shots. I had my children giving me the shots. So let's think about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's think mm-hmm. about that. So I'm a young mother with two children who's afraid to take the shots that will help her live, which we know the pharmaceutical companies and they may not. I don't know. But you because you can't give yourself the shot, you're having your children do it. And your children know that this is medicine that's going to help mommy stay alive. So they're just doing it because they're wanting to help mommy stay alive. So the thing is, it's like the best thing for you to do is live for your children and not like I didn't even realize I was affecting my children by having them give me medicine that I need to try to keep me alive right it's like I mean that's true and they're thinking they're thinking at the time oh this is fun we can give mommy a shot at the time but now that they're older they remember everything so Mm -hmm. they're not thinking that now they're thinking, oh, mommy's been having problems all her life. Oh, mommy's been sick all her life. Oh, mommy's been this, this, and this, and mommy's been this. So this is all, I, I didn't realize, like, a lot of times as parents, we have our own trauma. You don't realize what your trauma does to your children. Right. And I, they I, I totally you, understand. Yeah, and they see you dealing with being overweight, and then you have your own child who's dealing with being overweight, and he doesn't, you know, you're not showing him how to really deal with it because you're just doing whatever you want. And so now we're in the situation where he's just doing whatever he wants. So it's, look, it's, it's hard. It's hard look, dealing I, with it. it. It is hard. And that's why we have these conversations. But I just want to thank you so much for just sharing your part of the story. And always just being a consistent listener. Like, definitely y'all follow Sierra and... Check her Instagram out. I mean, her page, her weight loss is so inspirational. I was like, look at, yeah, you look good, girl. You looking good. And I'm telling you, I under, we understand more than you know. That's why we, we oh, share I know. these things. Like, we yes. understand, like, what is behind it. So, like, I always, like, that's what I'm saying. I, because I've been in the shoes of somebody that was, like, bigger than most people, I knew what it was like. And so it's like hard for me to be in full transparency, like to make fun of those people that are just big or like fall as that because I know the struggle. Like I've never been like as big as some people, but I know like I was, like I said, I felt that. I knew what was behind it. And so, and most people that I know, like they'll tell you like it's the same. We all had the same story. Like people that get that size, it doesn't just happen like for fun like no, no it doesn't it, it, no it, it happens it, yeah it's a trigger like it's a build-up it's something that's not being dealt with internally and that's why it happens and and a lot of people don't even see it happen like you all said you don't see it yep. happening i didn't realize no, it that when i was young like when i heard um 
Oh, somebody, you were saying that, um, I think it was Lisa who was saying certain things that she used to do or somebody, it was your friend that you said, it was certain things she would do because she was being abused. And that's how I was. I used, yep. to, I used to pee in the bed on purpose just to mm-hmm. keep my um, abuser from doing yep. things to that me type in my of stuff. And it doesn't yep. work. And when you realize that doesn't work, it's yep. like, oh, wow. So this doesn't even stop you. So nothing's going to stop you. Like, it's so many things that um, there are so many things that, you know, children like us go through. Don't want to take baths because you think that that's going to keep a people from a person from bothering you wearing a coat, even when it's really, really hot outside. Ooh, um, that's a big one. Right oh, there. my God. Like, yes. I did that yes. It be it will be it will be roasting outside. You got your coat and it's zipped or buttoned Man, all the way to your neck. Period, period of wearing them coats. I'm with Ooh. you there. See, people don't know. That's, no. that's why you have to understand. That's why we're trying to educate them on like kind of the stories that we've been through and behind like behind the people that that people see every day and may, they might just go ahead and write them off. But you don't know why they're doing this. You don't know understand the purpose for it. So. I'm gonna uh I just wanna thank you so much for joining us again. I'm gonna let my mom come up to the stage because we, we gotta we gotta give out our last little yeah for the night and hope that it'll help somebody. So I'm gonna switch y'all out. Thank you so much, Sierra. You are welcome. Her. I love hearing her talk. You know, you know I love hearing your mom talk. <laughs> I know look, I know she's happy to see you back. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be back. I I definitely am. I thank you too and y'all have a great night. I'm still here though. Okay, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, we've been talking. Well, we this topic has become like so un unexpectedly great. Like it was just so uh, revealing. Mom, I know you got some stuff to say. I know you got <laughs> things got to-, to say. Yes. Um- First, I want to say uh, hello again to Sierra. And yes, thanks again, Sierra, for um, joining us tonight and for sharing. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And um, where do I start with what all of what was said? Well, um, what came to me to share before we end tonight? Might even have to do a part two. But um, I, I shared the 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 grief of losing your grandfather in 2013 but um, I did want to add that that the, the most um, weight that I gained as far as um, when I really was in such a dark place was when your grandmother died mm-hmm. in, in 2019 wow. so um, so if you put all those those, those pieces together um, it was it was like every three years we're looking at a death in the family right because you have oh, yeah. grandfather, 2013, yep. father, 2013, grandmother 2013 grandmother 2019 sure and losing um, your grandmother my mother was the lowest point um, I have never felt a pain like losing my mother and I can remember um, telling myself you know you deserve to indulge in what can ease some of this pain. You've earned the badges. You've earned the rite of passage. If you want to go eat a cake, eat a cake. You know, if you want candy bars, eat candy bars. Um, And so I I really began to 
to turn to and I, and I was like it wasn't so much uh, sitting out eating a big meal but man those uh, Milky Way salted caramel candy bars oh my goodness mm-hmm. I literally was going to the store and um, buying one or eating one every single day because that was just what I did to, to, to try to get myself through the pain of my mother no longer being here so it was a candy bar it was a you know a uh, slice of pie it was cake it was the sweet zone that that was that was really doing mm-hmm. it to me and um when we're, we're talking about overcoming you know so don't yep. i'm not gonna leave that there right because we're talking about overcoming and so um and i i, I when lisa said what she said i thought that was so good she said a moment ago about you know what you're dealing with is not going to necessarily change overnight but you can start working through the process. And I love that. Yes. So so just like now, you're talking about it. You're talking about your pain. You're talking about, hey, I'm going through this. Hey, I realize that um, I, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling so good today. You know, I'm having a really bad day. And so um, I'm very, so, so thankful that um, during that period of time that, that God sent me back, your stepfather, uh, my high school sweetheart, because I really honestly don't know um, what I would have done without him coming back in my life during that time. I was just, it was it was just an unbelievable uh, amount of pain. And he was very yeah. sensitive to that, you know, and just kind of walked with me through, okay, well, what do you need? And so, so um, support, you know, all of us have said in our own way, having yes. some type of support system. And so, when you look at someone who may be um, dealing with weight as an outward issue that you can see, and as you pointed out, you don't necessarily know what the inward issue is. But if you have a support system, you have that one person, you know, thank God that um, you said that I was part of that support system for you. You know, Lisa yes. spoke about, you know, her husband being by her side. Thank God, you know, God sent me back my high school sweetheart to be by my side. And that is really what this is about, that you cannot, and we were not meant to walk through this life alone. And so, you know, just want to say that if you're at a point where you are looking and saying, well, I don't have a person, um, God is always there. Yes. God is always there. Because, um, you know, before my high school sweetheart came back in my life, I had to find God first again, you know, and really Mm -hmm. get to that and really let him heal because even with our spouses and our children and all the reasons why we say we want to live at the end of the day God's the only one that can give us that life our That's spouses right. can't you know, they can right. be our why right they can be our why but they can't yeah. be the one to give us the healing because God is the only one right. that does that Ooh, and that's that so is, right and that's what's so beautiful about you know thank God for people that love you enough that pull for you enough and pray for you enough to give you a reason to want to do it for yourself. Thank God for that. Thank I'm God. You know, you. you know, Ooh. thank God that there's someone that looks at you and says, you know, I really need you to be here. I really want you to take good yes. care of yourself. You know, I love you and I need you. So thank God for that. But they cannot turn around and give that to you. As much as they want to, they can't because right. they themselves have to go to God and receive the thing that they need for whatever it is that they're dealing with. And so I just thank God for um, helping me, pulling me literally out of um, a pain that I thought I would never get over. 
And and so, you know, we talk about grief, which uh, I believe in some way or another, all of us have kind of hit on tonight. It is a it's a process that is fluid, right? I mean, it's not, yep. you know, and that's something that, you know, having had so many deaths come across my life, um, no one necessarily grieves the same way. And it's not necessarily an expiration date to grief, but you do and you can learn how to better manage and how to um, shift the way you handle the pain. So yep. we were talking about practical tips. So what I started to realize, um, okay, you don't have to <laughs> eat a candy bar every single night. Okay. <laughs> you just <laughs> don't have right to. There. <laughs> you know, you don't have I'm to. I'm with you. you. And so, and then, you know, your grandmother, um, being as tiny as she was, I know she's probably saying, girl, if you don't stop eating that, all that candy. <laughs> Like she would not want me to, um, you know, go down the drain behind eating a bunch of sweets. Um, She would not want me to be depressed. She would not want me to be unhealthy or unhappy. And so you you start with something small. And I think that's one of the things that uh, I just wanted to really say is for me, it was making a small step to do something a little differently. So instead of going to get a candy bar, because this is what the yep. truth of it is. If you go buy it, you're going to eat it. <laughs> that part. Look, <laughs> no, look. So it's just like you go get all the stuff and you're going to say, well, I probably won't eat it. But no, I already no, know if I'm going to get I the hurt candy bar. You know, if it's in your house, if it's by your, because I mean, I was, I had, I sell a whole little sweet snack pack by the bed. I mean, come on by the bed. <laughs> I had yeah, candy bar yeah, here. I mean, literally, I had candy jar. I had, so, and then if I felt like, you know, oh, I'm just not feeling well, of course I'm going to turn over and reach into that candy jar and get that candy because I put Man, it there. So that's, then, that's real. Right. So then you start to say, okay, well, how about instead of a candy bar, and it really has to do with working through the healing and then asking the Spirit of God to help you with this this area of self control, self because we're getting into it, yeah, self right here, right? Because, because I realize I don't have to get a candy bar, and so and so what I actually just started doing is stop buying. I mean, I just literally there, and there literally, no, no. The joke is this is a funny thing. I really feel like God was was trying to help me out because the only place I could find this candy bar that I mean I literally was eating every single night was at Walmart, and mm-hmm. it got to where. I would go and look for it and they were gone. I mean, you would have thought, <laughs> you would have thought. What we, what I we mean, talked about, coincidence? Uh, okay. You God would have being the greatest. I mean, he said, let me help you out because you just going too far. I mean, you would have thought the greatest commodity was, was you know, had gone off the market because I was really walking around like, where's the candy bar? I can't find my candy bar. I need my candy bar. That had become my fix. Mm-hmm. That had become my thing. And so, but it, 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 it really was. I mean, it was like the mixture of the sweet and the salt and I just, I mean, the caramel. I was like, oh my gosh, there's just nothing like this. And I, you know, and I kept telling myself, you know, you've been through so much, you deserve this. But you said it earlier, you know, the thing that you're trying to use to help you feel better is actually doing your, doing your body worse. So you're really not working toward healing. Um, you're just using a, a short term gratification that really is not working toward your good. And so, funny enough, after I could not find it, guess what happened? I stopped even wanting it or craving it. Mm-hmm. And that I really believe that was 
you know, God and not helping me snap back and say, you got to stop this. <laughs> you got to stop this girl. No, for real. got to stop. And, and you know what? I'm thinking about what you're saying because that's what happened. Um, that's, what, that's what happened with me because I was just in the, in the hustle working and I would go get, oh my goodness, I was getting to where I was eating fast food every day. I don't even like fast food. So at that point, okay, that was one thing. That was a kind of an easy thing, but the sweets. Yeah. Oh sweets. my God. My, I think that's why I, I hated, that's why I told somebody, you know, I didn't realize till we grew up the danger of sugar that it, sugar is literally more addictive than cocaine. And you know, dad had, had us putting sugar on everything. Yes, ma'am. And when I became an adult, I mean, shit, why are we putting sugar on rice and, and freaking beef stew and like pasta? It's just disgusting. When I became an adult, I challenged myself, let me not put, I don't even, let me not buy table sugar. Let me try grits with nothing, with no sugar on. And I tell you, it broke all of that in me. And so, but I was, I'm with you, like replacing it. And I'm going to tell you, one of the things that really helped me, like, I definitely get a sweet tooth. But when I eat real sugar, like fruits, it right. kills it every time. Yes. Honey, I kills it every yes. all the natural sweet stuff yes. kills the desire every time. And I don't even I realize I don't even want it. It makes me exactly. sick. It's disgusting exactly. to me. And so when I when I'm able to go through and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at it like that, just some small things like it's it's paying attention which we always talk about here on the overcomers club um podcast and that's about being aware of yourself yes like being aware is the best thing so me like me and Quay was talking about like so he was gaining weight he's like dang i don't don't know why i'm gaining right he's just getting straight he's like real stressed out and stuff and he was like but i was looking at what he was eating and then we were like it wouldn't take a rocket scientist dude he's eating like Two burgers a day, like right, right. you eating you eating water burger every day. I mean, we start there. That's what, <laughs> right. we can do that. And I mean, right. in certain situations, it was like, well, that's just all I eat. Really, I don't cook and stuff. But it's like we gotta find some else, some type of right. alternative. And so y'all right. gotta. And so a lot of it for me was just switching out my food. Now right. I don't even like sugar like that. I don't. Right. Like, I don't like sweets like that. Like. I have some sweets every now and then, and then I even feel like, oh, it makes me sick. But I used to could eat sweets everything all day, every day, and it's like, no. Like, I buy sugar-free. That's how I cut a lot. I buy sugar-free almost everything. My bad, I was getting a call. But yeah, I was getting sugar-free everything because I, I realized they put sugar in so much stuff and it makes it so addictive and so, um, right, that's it right. It was just like starting to educate myself on what is my issue, and then when I did that, I'm telling you, I I haven't had any problems losing weight at all. No problem, easy. Because I mean, and the big thing is like, don't tempt yourself. Like I want to get in that scripture. I want to. There's a scripture I want to share with y'all tonight. We get ready to close anyway. Um, and it is First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 and this goes right into it and it says 
for no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation he will always provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it and that scripture I feel like was it fits so powerful like fits like a glove with this because the idea of this temptation like there is always it was always a way out like first of all I'm gonna have to spend my hard earned money to get this stuff right so like that was the way out like choose am I gonna buy this or buy that am I gonna save my money I'm gonna say this it wasn't like somebody shoving it down my face like I was always a way out like my you can choose this or you can go choose something healthy you can go get you some real fruit or you can go get you some cake you can go get you some chocolate or you can get you some you know something natural like get you some like real food like and so it's really being like knowing that you do have that power and that's what yes. I said and and knowing too that this stuff is addictive you have to do treat it like a drug don't think you can tempt yourself see this scripture like really is compounding on top of it because it's not for us to be tempting ourselves like we're going to be tempted anyway like we always had this running joke anytime we come on a fast there's always somebody whatever you fashion from they always present it to you every time every time the time you gonna go on fast everybody want to have birthday parties and, and freaking buffets everybody want to have potlucks and make you something and buy you something what every time but you have a choice you can say yes or no right but you know it's just the idea you don't put yourself in the situation to be tempted. Like me, I don't even have that stuff in my house. Correct. I don't Correct. have it. I have some some ginger snaps. That's about as much as I had. I had that that cake that was like super light. That wasn't even like I couldn't even tell you there was really any sugar in there. It was very light, and that was after me not eating anything sweet for like over a month. So, you know what I mean? Like, so it's stop buying the stuff. And that's the first thing. Like, you could stop by tempting yourself and start thinking about alternatives. Like, me, I'm not about to sit here and drink smoothies all day. I'm sorry. That ain't happening, Captain. Like, I'm telling you right now. So, if I want this, I'm going to be looking at a way to make it healthy. Like, can I make it whole food? Like, that, that always... That always has been working for me. So, that's what mom already knows. All week, I've been trying to Last couple weeks, I've just been testing how I can eat fried food without it being like really deep fried and I just be air frying it. Like grill, right. you know, grilling, I'm trying to make a, a gap, bridge the gap to eat what I want, but it be also healthy and y'all can do the same thing. And it's working, like it's been working for me. I've been doing it and it even tastes better than it, than, than if I had bought, you know, the trash. Like it's right, way better. Right. But yeah, it definitely tastes better. It does. It's crazy. Like when I started eating real food, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is what this tastes like. Like this is what <laughs> this is Tell what real it. nutrition is supposed to taste like. When you eat real nutrition food, it tastes great. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, eating a real sweet potato. I mean, it tastes amazing. Like eating a real like meat, like eating real whatever. It just tastes better when you're eating whole food, eating whole grains. Like this. yes." Yes. tastes better because it's better for you anyway so you just get to the point you don't even want trash like you just right that's right don't like even when I go get 
buy food, I'm still buying food that looks like it's real. I, I just, I can't, well, I can't be out here buying freaking Mickey D. I hate McDonald's anyway, but I can't be sitting there <laughs> buying that. You know, I can't be buying that every day and then like thinking that that's gonna work. Like, no. Well, well the thing of it is, is when you consume all that type of food, you don't feel as well as you should feel. Um, no. You don't, you know, like so you eat it and then you no. feel bloated and stuffed. And, yeah, you feel terrible. Yes, you really do, and, and you and, know it. Yeah, and yes, and and so um, I I wanted to uh, tie in the scripture I referenced uh, self control moment ago, and I wanted to tie in this scripture um, that is found in Galatians five twenty two through twenty three, uh, and it says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience." kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. And what I love about that scripture is if you notice where self-control is placed, it's not first. And and, and the reason that I feel that it's not first is because it is not until you can really fully receive God in your life and receive His Son Christ in your heart that you can actually receive the benefit of that spirit being yes. in you and once you have the spirit it, it tells you the very first thing is love and that love of God is the most healing thing that you could ever feel and ever have and once you fully begin to allow um, you know you and Lisa were talking about being invisible um, you know uh, Sarah was talking about and Lisa was talking about you know abuse we've talked about different forms of abuse those type of things make you feel so incredibly unloved and God is saying I have always loved you unconditionally and always will and when you allow that love to come in then that leads to the joy and once you can yeah. fully grasp that wow oh. I am loved you can have that joy and then you can have that peace because again the food is one of the things that we're reaching for to try to take away the pain that I don't feel loved I don't feel like I have any joy I don't have any peace in my life and God is saying all of these things are part of the fruit so we're talking about fruit right so the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and then there's that self-control. Well, the self-control doesn't become as difficult when all those other parts of the fruit are present in your life. It, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's like, on, you know, when you, when you get that, that uh, bowl of fruit, you know, all of it's in there. And so you just are picking like, oh man, do I want the pear? Do I want the apple? Do I want the grape? What, you know, which one do I want? It's all there. And the so real that's fruit. The, the real fruit. And so the, the the most fruit that you want to have in your life is that fruit of the spirit, because that will yeah. facilitate you making the better healthy choices. Because eating healthy really is like you talked about a moment ago about being an, an awareness. And when you care enough about yourself, when you care about living and enjoying life yourself, you will want to take better care of yourself. And I'm so that's what that's really what it's about. You know, when we get into those stages of depression and, and we feel so incredibly awful, you just really in your own way saying, I just don't care what happens to me. I don't care. You know, right. what, you know, I don't care if I get sick. I don't care. You know, if, if I have to go to the hospital and then 
like we have all said, thank God there's people around us that kept us say, wait a minute, it's not just about me. <laughs> not just about me. Um, you know, God sent me here for a purpose. I have children. You know, I have we have spouses. We have other people God has placed in our life. We're here for a purpose to do something for his glory. And so we we can do that once we allow God to really, really just bask in his love. And then you will want to be healthy. Ooh, I love that, mommy. That is so true. Like when I, when I got to the point, like with myself, and I know we've been getting ready to close. But when I got even with myself, it was God, like His healing that He was starting to do. Because it was like, you know, the beautiful thing I will say about weight loss is that like I said it's almost like it's a doing like a reverse, like. You're, you're doing a reverse like it's, it's like an indirect way to start healing I'm, I kid you not it's very healing to exercise to, to get rid of that outer layer because then I mean that's what we were talking about it forces you to have to deal with the inner part because you're exposed like it's, it's right. about you feel exposed when, when your weight when that weight's gone and so now you really got to deal. You don't have no choice but to deal with you a lot of times because yes. or you're going to gain it back. Like, but right, if you have that right. full commitment of, you know, like, you know that you have to keep it off, then it's going to force you to dig even deeper to figure out what it is. And so that's what a lot of this is. And and I just got like that revelation of like, that's the, that's the power of even fasting. Like, I, like my, I just came off like, a 40 day fast uh, but it was like a very intermittent fast in 40 days and I praise God give God the glory because he helped me get through all of it but it was amazing because it broke like those different cycles of a feeling like I needed food to comfort me or whatever because I, I just right. got to where it's not even that serious like I didn't right. won't even want food like I just was like okay cool like it's good, but it broke that. And I think that in itself, like we make food sometimes an indirect, like God, because we go to him, it for comfort. We yes. go to it for nutrition. And that's why I feel like God is part of God's plan where he requires us to practice a fast because it forces us to reconnect with our real supply. Like who right. really nourishes that's us, right. who really that's gives right. us because it just broke all that. I mean, I was just like, oh, even like, me doing this is my first time doing this type of fast that's why I say I give God the glory because I, I feel like he gave me the grace to get through it it's like I see food so differently like that's what I was saying I've been so committed because I had only a limited amount of food I had like like a limited amount of like type of food anyway I wanted to do I had I was all very mindful of the nutritional value because that was like that was gonna be my only meal like you know that was gonna be <laughs> right. it. so I can't right. go out here and eat a freaking Wendy's burger and be I'm gonna be literally on the ground because there's the very low <laughs> nutritional value so I was right. eating healthy 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 like all the entire time and even now that's why I'm like I when I even when I go get stuff it has to have like real nutritional value for me because I was like there's no point and it re it reestablished a better relationship with me and what I eat and understanding look I love yes. food I love to try food but it's got to be just it's on nutritional first 
but I'm not looking. I feel like I have a better understanding. Like it's not there to give me comfort, make me feel good. It's supposed to do something. Like yeah, we can snack. Sometimes you're just hungry. You just reach for whatever. Like you know, you just gotta live. But at the same time, it's a have to have balance and understanding. Putting it's like putting things back in its proper place. Exactly balance. Yes. Right. It is balance. So much of this is just balance. Like yes. Like. I was like, it forced me to see how much can I really do with not sitting here always thinking about food and not always eating. And I was able to do more for like ever in my life. And I was eating like way less on purpose. Not because I couldn't. It's just on purpose. Like at, during this fast that got called me to it. So I just give him glory because there is something special. Like you're what you're not eating like the fruit that you're not eating in real life you know it's starting to birth like spiritual fruit it's starting like these different things are coming out of it and so healing and doing and